You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Now, 87% of people murdered in South Africa are men. And that's according to a study by the University of Cape Town and the South African Medical Research Council. The study reveals that South African men are significantly burdened with homicide. And the country has one of the highest homicide rates six times the global average. And men are killed eight times more in the 15 to 44 age group compared to women in all age groups. Now, to elaborate on the study, we join on the line by Dr. Mona Cornell, who's senior researcher at UCT School of Public Health. We know that uh, from what we report on a daily basis, even for us as people who work in the newsroom, that this is an abnormal situation of how often we report on homicides. But but I must say, it still took me by surprise then uh, that, you know, men, for example, are six times higher than the global average. Were you surprised by these findings, Dr. Cornell? Well, um, not entirely, because this is an issue we've been trying to raise for quite a long time. And in fact, what we found with this latest study was that it's actually raised the, uh, these are South Africa's general homicide rates, but we're actually seven times the global rates now. But I think what people really, exactly what you're saying is important is that you didn't really realize this, the scale of it. And the problem is, I think we've never done a national survey looking at the male victims of homicide until now. So this was really the first one and absolutely startling. And 87% of the people who are killed in homicides in 2017 were men. And that equates to about seven men being killed for every one woman. And in some places, it's up to over 11, particularly the Western Cape, which has the highest rates. So this is a huge, huge issue, which has basically received very little attention up until now. So before we look at the um, neglect in prevention and policy responses to violence against men, just in terms of, you know, uh, the the, the overall figures that we are seeing, Dr. Cornell, um, you do say that perhaps we're not doing as much research as we should, but from government's perspective, are they doing anything, um, even if it is through police uh, statistics, etc.? So I think, unfortunately, up until now, very little. I think that when we think about violence in the country, we think about what we, we call generally gender-based violence, but which is actually really we understand that as violence against women. We know that's a huge issue and absolutely appropriately, South Africa's actually mounted quite a good response. You know, we have a national strategic plan, we have 16 days of activism, we have a bunch of policy and programmatic responses to try to prevent violence against women. We do not have anything yet to try to prevent violence against men. So certainly government has, it's a government, and it's not only South Africa, this is actually a global issue, but our rates are so much higher in South Africa, but government has absolutely not, has failed to really address this issue at all. And, you know, it's a futile asking you why, because we need to put that question to government. But this lack of policy response to violence against men, what are the greater implications of this neglect? Well, the implication, you know, if you don't see a problem, you can't address it. So if we continue to just think all violence in South Africa is violence against women and we address that and we do not actually try to reduce the levels of of violence against men, we will continue to see these absolutely 
appalling statistics of this incredible disproportionate burden on men. But also something that we need to think about is that you know, in a lot of these places where, where, where the violence is happening, where the homicides are happening, there are no emergency services, very few, if any. In Yanga, which is, the, I think, the murder capital of South Africa, there isn't an emergency service for trauma admission. So in terms of government, in terms of a, a sort of national health response as well, there's a massive, massive gap. You know, somebody who gets stabbed and it receives treatment immediately may not turn into homicide. Um, so that's obviously also an issue as well. Mm. And and I found that very interesting in the study because uh, you do mention violence is not yet widely understood as a public health issue uh, that mm. requires a concerted response. But but how can yes. public health experts then and policymakers alike uh, work together to change this perception and to make sure that they do implement effective strategies? Well, there is a group in Cape Town that has started at the University of Cape Town, which is across the health sciences faculty, which is called the Trauma Advocacy Group. And that is a group that is trying now to really lobby actively government, provincial, local, national government for changes that are really important. And I think some of those changes really are to do with controlling access to alcohol and controlling access to guns. These are these are national issues. These are issues where we need policies and where the lobbies against that are very, very strong. So we've had made very little progress. And if we could if we could reduce access to alcohol, we saw that during the lockdown. We saw that Baraguana didn't have one admission for violence, for trauma uh, in, in, in over New Year during the lockdown. I mean, that is unheard of. So we know that there's this really strong link with alcohol. So if government has, has the power to do this, to actually put in place much stricter alcohol uh, regulations and much stricter gun regulations. I think these are things that certainly at a national level we could be doing at a provincial level. Indeed. Uh, Dr. Connell, if we look at demographics and, you know, are there any notable patterns or uh, trends, differences in homicide risk among men in uh, the various race groups, also age categories? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the age, there's a very big difference. Um, you know, it's it, most of the homicide is is uh, centred in the 15 to 44-year-olds. Um Predominantly, the homicides are black South Africans. Um, I wouldn't be able to give you the breakdown of that. I don't have that at hand. What we also see is really big provincial differences. As I said, Western Cape's got the highest. I think it's 11.4. But across, there are very, very big differences between provinces. Um, what we also see really interestingly is, and, and this again proves a very strong link with alcohol, is that the rates really peaked at holiday seasons, very sadly. So Easter, now Christmas, the end of the year, and weekends that uh, homicide rates peak. Mm. Uh, Dr. Cornell, just a final word. So, as you say, um, it's not something that is necessarily top of mind, uh, such as you would have um, a GBV. And, you know, this homicide risk faced by men in South Africa from the statistics that you've just shared with us is very serious. So how do you suggest we start tackling and changing not just perceptions, but policy around this matter as well? Thank you. I think probably the first thing, unfortunately, is to change perceptions because until we can actually see that all men are not powerful, that many men are vulnerable, particularly in their access to health and, and health art, health services and health outcomes. But, you know, we see this issue right across a whole range of other um, areas. We've seen it in HIV, in TB, in suicide, in road traffic accidents, when men have got far higher risks than women, and yet we are still doing almost nothing. So the first thing we need to do is to see 
this elephant in the room, as I call it, this huge issue that we're not seeing. The first thing is to see it, to understand that men are also vulnerable, and then to start trying to put in place some of these measures. Dr. Mona Cornell, thanks so much for your time on this public holiday. Senior researcher at the University of Cape Town School of Public Health. And that is such an interesting study. If if you have the time, uh, please do read through it because it, it really it just makes you look at this whole situation differently. And I think we also need to pay much more attention to what is happening uh, because I think the, the, the reality and the danger is that we've almost become numb to what's happening to men in terms of homicide and the homicide rates seven times. The global average, that is way too high for us to be comfortable with. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.